We are back here on the big show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. And joining us now on the KTGR hotline to talk all things uh, baseball and football injuries is the injury expert, Will Carroll. You can find him on Twitter, at Injury Expert, and subscribe to his newsletter, underthenife.substack.com, to get the inside scoop on all things happening during the baseball offseason. And uh, for fan bu- uh, you can go to fanbuzz.com to read read his info on football injuries throughout the season. We kind of want to start with baseball today, Will. We'll get to some of the big football injuries that happened from this past weekend, but the Cardinals are are active early, uh, just trying to address the innings that they have to, to fill this year in their rotation and the rest of their pitching staff, and so far they've already gone out and gotten a couple veterans, Lance Lynn and reportedly now Kyle Gibson, the former uh, Mizzou pitcher. So uh, these moves, uh, it seems that if they're the only ones, they might not be enough, but if they're the, the start of something to where the Cardinals are trying to be really active this offseason and spend a lot of money, then maybe it does provide some good ancillary pieces here. Yes and no. I think it gives us the direction that the team thinks it has to go in because this is not an option. You can't go out and get the big free agent pitcher. Uh, Well, the Phillies already did that. Uh, Maybe you go after Yamamoto, but they need a lot more. And just getting two pitchers is not enough. Uh, they're, they're likely going to have to get a third. And there's a ton of rumors connecting them to Sonny Gray. I know that seems underwhelming, but, hey, Gray looks really good. He's had an up-and-down career, but he's always been a, a well-considered guy. But what they're really doing is taking two guys, maybe three, maybe four. I, I wouldn't rule it out. And, and really kind of reaching out and saying, we don't have enough Uh, Obviously, they knew Wainwright was going to be gone, but they just don't have anybody that's going to be ready to fill in and compete at the major league level because they want to compete and they want to compete fast. So what they're looking at is quantity over quality. Uh, These aren't bad pitchers by any stretch of the imagination, but these guys are a bridge to the next run. Um, They just don't have it right now. They're looking at their minor leagues saying we got to do something. Uh, so we'll see where this goes. Uh, you know, I would like to see him make a trade. <laughs> you know, we've talked on this show, I don't know how many times, about the fact that they've got a bunch of pieces and parts. Uh, if they could put a couple of those pieces and parts together and, I don't know, steal somebody like Tyler Glasnow, uh, pay him a couple million extra uh, when the Rays probably aren't, uh, that, that could be one that could put him over the top. Will, what's your impression on the trade deadline or on the trade aspects of it for the Cardinals where we've seen for years that they've probably needed to make these types of deals, but they just haven't been able to swing them with the pieces that they have. What's your impression of the reason behind that, I guess? Well, they've made a couple deals. I mean, obviously they made the great Jordan Montgomery deal a couple years ago. Uh, That was along the lines of the kind of deal they need to make. Um, You know, and Montgomery certainly made himself a lot of money. He's another name. I think he's probably priced himself out of that market. But, yeah, it's tough to make trades. Uh, Everybody overvalues prospects. Everybody doesn't want to put money into it, which is why uh, Steve Cohen's trades of his pitchers, Scherzer and Verlander, were so unusual. Um, Yeah, if you were going to – yeah, I've been talking on the newsletter about trading Mike Trout. I think the Angels have to do it if they lose Otani. They've got to tear this thing all the way down, rip the Band-Aid right off. Um, But almost nobody inside baseball thinks that you can trade Mike Trout 
for much of anything unless you eat half his contract. And that's just crazy to me. You could have Mike Trout. You could have Mike Trout for a fairly reasonable amount of money. Uh, and, and you you know what you would have? Mike Trout. Uh, you're already a multimillionaire. Uh, <laughs> there's only one team that's going to have a Mike Trout. And if a team says, well, we can't afford it, we can't give up some prospects, uh, you tell me which of those prospects is going to grow up and be Mike Trout. Well, Carol, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So uh, the start of what we think will be a busy offseason uh, coming very soon. Uh, and looks like now the, the manager spots are filled. I wonder your thoughts mm-hmm. of the kind of the expected move, I think, of the Padres going ahead and making Mike Schultz uh, their manager here. Yeah, it was, it was delayed. I, th- I think everybody thought it was going to be internal. Uh, the death of Peter Seidler is going to affect that franchise greatly. Um, it's not going to be owned by a family trust. Um, and the Seidlers have in that trust, there were like 10 kids. Um, and, and then their kids have kids. And it's a bunch of people. So the control is going to be interesting. And baseball doesn't like that sort of thing. They just don't like estates having things. They don't like trusts having things. I think have have somebody that they can trot out there. And Peter Seidler was great at that. So I'll be very curious to see how that goes with Schilt. We've seen what kind of a manager he is. Can you win with that team? I mean, if Melvin couldn't relate to that team, is Schilt going to? He seems like basically the same thing with less of a track record. So I think it's a little bit uninspired. Uh, I don't think it's a great move. Uh, I think it's a holding serve move. You let your guy go. You had another guy you liked. Yeah. Okay. And, and and it's kind of uh, comes down to that, so we'll see how that goes for uh, for the Padres here. Uh, Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the Big Show KTGR and KTGR dot com to the NFL now, where there are uh, some more injuries to talk about. A big one from the weekend: uh, Chargers took a tough loss. The Packers, uh, Joey Bosa had to leave that game with a foot injury, and it's uh, not looking all that great. Looks like a foot sprain for him, so he looks yeah. like he's going to be heading to uh, to injured reserve. You know, one of just the one of the top pass rushers that we see in this league, and now uh, he's he's on the shelf for a defense that's already really struggling, Will. Yeah, and it's really interesting. I mean, Bosa, uh, I'm always fascinated by brothers because it gives you kind of a control group. Um, you know, Nick has had his injury problems as well. These guys look like absolute specimens. Their family history is hilarious, if you ever Google it. Uh, hilarious is probably not the right word. Um, but it's one of those things where... Um, as physically imposing as he is, as skilled athletically as he is, he just can't seem to hold together. You know, someday, you know, we'll 23 and me, will have a, a box that says your hamstring is not going to hold. Um, and we'll know why. Um, but Bosa just can't. And with a list Frank sprain, this one's a tough one. You know, the way he came off, the way he was in tears, I knew immediately it was serious. I thought it was the Achilles, just the way he was moving. And I was thinking, oh, no, not another Achilles. I'll have to explain this whole thing again. Um, but the list Frank isn't much better. So his season is done. The Chargers are... They're a team that's just struggling that shouldn't be. So I think they're going to be one of those teams that's uh, looking for a coach soon, too. Will, what do you look at from the Kareem Jackson situation where he comes off a suspension, has another hit right after that Mm -hmm. where he isn't flagged in the game for it, but clearly seemed to be leading with the helmet on Josh Dobbs, and the league seemed to agree, kind of laying the hammer down on him. 
Yeah, and they're making an example of him. And that's why, I've, you know, these guys have got to learn. If you're going to do this, you're going to get suspended. You're going to give up a game check. I saw, I think it was Josh Jacob that got hit for like 21000 for leading with his head as a runner, um, which is against the rules and a point of emphasis. The NFL needs to be given credit for this. They are at least this serious about head injuries. You know, they've had some issues with concussions. They've tried to get better. I'll give them points for when they're doing the right thing, and this is one of them. If a guy like this is going to go out there and just, you know, stick his head down and start hitting people with it, he can't play. You cannot be part of this game uh, in this day and age with what we know about head injuries. He's lucky he hasn't had a bunch of them himself. Maybe he has. We still don't know much about the long-term consequences. But for a guy coming right back off suspension, uh, I think a lot of guys around him might learn, even if Jackson doesn't. Well, Carol, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. I was kind of bummed to see you know so excited first off to see devon achan come back uh be out there on the field after coming back from injured reserve and then he takes what was it one carry and then he yeah. goes back to a, a knee injury uh it seemed like it was uh, similar but maybe not all the way the same for what he was dealing with earlier in that same knee i wonder how you read this will for achan who now has a short week to deal with yeah, exactly. This is one of those things where I think Mike McDaniel came out and was pretty transparent about it. It wasn't a bad injury. It's the same injury in MCL sprain. Um, he just wasn't all the way back, I don't think. I think the, the medical staff misread this one, which is easy to do. You can do things in a game and then or in practice. You could do things in testing. You can do things in the, the weight room, and then you get out on the field. One little thing gives. Uh, we don't know why that is. Medical staff hate it, but I think they're protecting him because this is a team that wasn't that worried about last week. They're worried about getting into the playoffs. They're worried about going through the playoffs. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. You know, more and more talking to people around the league, I'm hearing that this Miami team, more than anybody else, is kind of where teams want to go. Uh, as fast as they are, it's a problem for teams. You know, they, have they put it all together? Are they the best team in the league? No, I don't think so. But they're getting there. And so I think when we get to the combine in February, anybody that puts up something in the four threes is going to fly up the chart. And that doesn't always work. Yeah, yeah, we'll see uh, what what happens there with uh, with Devon Achan and how he can maybe get back. It's a, or uh, Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the Big Show KTGR. Seems we always have a, a Rogers update, I suppose, uh, a weekly update every single time throughout this entire yeah. NFL season until I guess he finally decides, yeah, I'll, I'll be good enough to go. Is it really that much closer? Like he says, he wants to return to practice in early December and maybe start playing a few weeks after that. Well, here's the thing. You know, December 2nd, that's his birthday. I get it. Um, he wants to come back and on his 40th birthday, I don't think that date really means anything. Uh, cause you can go to practice and you can control everything. Um, I'm still about 50, 50 on whether this is going to happen because I'm just not sure. Watch the jets. They're terrible. Um, you know, does he really want to play one, maybe two games and risk not so much re-injury, but my God, he's going to take some hits. Um, it's just a bad team, and I don't get what he's trying to prove other than we get to keep having attention on him. Fun part is I keep learning things. You know, uh, One of my sources says he's using a brand new – it's called a smart suit, and it's basically electrical stimulation 
all over the body by a company called Neuro20, if you want to Google it. Uh, and it's pretty scientific for a guy that's often very anti-scientific. Well, what's new at uh, Under the Knife and FanBuzz these days? Uh, well, wrote about uh, Rogers today and then uh, over at Under the Knife. Been looking forward to uh, the, the Las Vegas A's. I've been saying for a long time Vegas uh, would be a great sports town. It turns out it is, and then some. But for the Oakland fans, I think they need to do what Kansas City did when they lost the A's, which is turn around, wave goodbye, and start working on a new team. Right now, I think Oakland is going to be the expansion spot in the next round that could come as soon as 2026. Could be very interesting. So uh, go and read all that at underthenknife.substack.com. Will Carroll's uh, newsletter. You can find the link. It is a Twitter page uh, at injury expert on Twitter as well. And uh, fanbuzz.com for all things football injuries throughout this NFL season. Will, thanks for coming on as always here on the big show KTGR. Hope all is well. We'll talk again soon. Have a great holiday, guys.